Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Join Stacy and learn from her 20 years of experience as she shares top-notch advice on marketing best practices for brands and walks you through how to leverage entertainment content and influencer partnerships to increase your brand's overall consumer engagement and, most importantly, your sales. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and today I'm going to talk to you about what brands like Papa John's can do to recover from a PR nightmare caused by a celebrity, or in this case, their own self-created celebrity persona and brand founder. So what do you do as a brand if your entire image is wrapped around one individual and the partnership goes wrong? Do you put your head down like an ostrich and try to weather the storm? Or do you start looking for other eggs to put in your basket? and grab onto other properties and individuals who can help give you a quick brand lift while sharing your message of brand beliefs, which hopefully counter those of whatever happened that went wrong. Such is the case of Papa John's at this time. So, what exactly caused the hoopla around a pizza chain that's captured the nation's attention was a few things. It all started after the founder and CEO originally got the NFL on his bad side by stating during the company's November 2017 third quarter earnings call that the NFL has hurt us by not resolving the current debacle in reference to players kneeling during the national anthem. After that comment, Papa John's stock fell 11% in just hours and ultimately fell by 25% since those original remarks. And then what happened was player after player condemned the CEO and the brand he was the face of. And the media picked it up and ran with it. And then the brand faced the cancellation of a six-year-old sponsorship contract, hurriedly replaced by Pizza Hut, in I am sure a fire sale of an opportunity, as pizza and home football watching go hand in hand. And then the final nail in the coffin was driven home after an in-house conference call that was supposed to be a PR media training event, where the infamous N-word slur was uttered. Only then did the brand's board of directors finally see the light and require resignation or termination. Damage is still ongoing, and the brand is in a bevy of meetings, I am sure, to find a way to reassure sponsors and customers alike. Regardless, his latest actions caused Major League Baseball to discontinue its Papa Slam promotion, where every time a Grand Slam happened, people could purchase pizza at 40% off the next day. Even individual MLB teams dropped the pizza chain as a local sponsor, and the University of Louisiana decided to remove his name from its football stadium, despite the fact that he has donated $15 million to secure those naming rights through 2040. That's some morality clause that must have been built in the contract. The biggest problem, of course, for Papa John is that the founder, John Schnatter, is just as entwined into the public image of his company as was Harvey Weinstein. As both men named their businesses after their own names, making truly being able to get away from the controversy all that much harder. If your company is Domino's, Pizza Hut, or Little Caesars, the CEO's name is not tied to the brand, and removing an executive becomes tremendously easier to do, from a PR and marketing standpoint at least. In the case of Harvey Weinstein, Hollywood called for the destruction of the entire empire he and his brother had built, at the detriment to the livelihoods of the hundreds of individuals working for the company, and the thousands of individuals and businesses directly impacted from the work they did in association with the company. Each film and TV show that was canceled led to job losses not only on the set, but to every business who helped to support such work, including our own agency, in fact, where we experienced six-figure contract cancellations for brand partnership deals we had already been in contractual negotiations for, spending months of time that on productions would never live to see final edit and release. A lot of time that's not paid for. Interestingly enough, 
While their media agency initiative is holding course, both a marketing agency on the phone with Schnatter, as well as a new PR company that had been hired for damage control after his first NFL mistake, immediately quit versus bearing down to help the brand deal with this last and perhaps most damaging utterance of a word that has caused of late Netflix to replace a prominent C-suite player who helmed, of all things, public relations, their own chief communications officer. So what can Papa John's do now? Realistically, anything they do at the moment is going to be under the media microscope, and they should be expecting to be looked at under a harsher light, too. They're in a tough spot at the moment, so anything they touch will be stigmatized by someone who's looking to continue to challenge the brand. And there are always people who are going to try to take a hard stance and be very, very vocal about it. But it's those people who don't charge the megaphones who may actually have a softer viewpoint that the brand needs to really direct its actions and messaging towards. The very first thing that perhaps should have already happened earlier in the year has now finally occurred. The founder and CEO has been removed from helming the brand, which was obviously a very tough step to take in the first place since Papa John's was very much so the baby he birthed and raised all through these long years of the brand's 33-year history. In fact, Papa John's did pull ads heavily featuring the founder, but according to Forbes, the founder then moved forward and actually fired Papa John's CMO, who was heading the effort to curtail advertising with his face as part of the advertisements the company was running. And then the founder personally hired another marketing agency to create ads featuring him that would air in key markets, allowing his image to continue to be a larger-than-life presence over the brand's own marketing efforts. The board of directors obviously had no control. Which led to this second transgression, where he and a supposed role-playing conference call, where a marketing agency had been hired by the corporation to help him make him more friendly for the media, he instead dropped the bomb-loaded word and offended those on the phone. And the second thing, which is what will allow this very established and enjoyed by many, you know that chicken alfredo pizza they have is actually really incredibly good with their garlic butter dipping sauce, I'll tell you, is that they are finally removing the founder's image from the brand's own logo itself, which should have happened immediately seven months earlier. And that is the heart of the issue and a question all brands in this day and age need to think about. Is it worth having a single individual so much the face of the brand? Because should that individual even make one bad step in life, one little misstep that lands them in an illegal situation or a moment of just sheer bad idea political incorrectness, the brand is going to share the brunt of the blame especially in the case of an individual whose face is on every single pizza box or marketing material. So how as a brand can you still capitalize on the individual, but also keep the waters muddied enough with other famous faces or personalities that can lighten the impact of a misstep? Well, for brands dealing with celebs, we suggest sharing spotlights or creating campaigns that may be less all-brand and more brand-moment and looking for multiple celebrity or personality faces that can be branded over a specified time versus the life of the brand. KFC has approached this by using multiple celebrity faces of its kernel and actually turning those different personalities into a montage of comedic acts. No single celebrity is the actual face, but the power of celebrity is still used. Interestingly enough, Papa John's founder actually stated in defense of his own usage of the N-word that Colonel Sanders had said it and had not been vilified, supposedly, for doing so. Countless media outlets have reported that there's no proof to substantiate that statement of Sanders having done so. So, looking at another example. Apartments.com, on the other hand, has positioned Jeff Goldblum as the face of the brand and wrapped its entire marketing efforts around the character they've created. Far riskier, with more pitfalls to contend with should something he do go wrong. 
but the campaign itself is memorable and the brand feels worth the risk. The same goes for Capital One and Jennifer Gardner. While she has always had a very clean image, the cheating scandal of her now ex-husband, Ben Affleck, with her nanny cast her in the public eye and put her life under scrutiny for quite some time. And it had to wear a bit on the Capital One partnership as well. So what can Papa John's do? In my opinion, there are two immediate steps they need to take. First, they need to create a program embracing black initiatives. Everything around this controversy is driven over and over again by what appears as the pizza company's founder's racist ideology. Perhaps there was no original ill intent, but his statements don't feel that way to the general public and have been hurtful to the black community at large. Creating such a program is an obvious and apparent play for forgiveness, and one that if they do, they need to very openly do with continuous outward acknowledgement of why they are doing so, which is to correct a wrong. And they should expect concern and potential pushback from sponsorship stakeholders who will want to make sure that this is not only a PR move that will only last a heartbeat and potentially damage their own brands in the meanwhile. Secondly, they need to create a new brand position in general, and they need to shout it widely from the rooftops, all the while still not ignoring their past and making sure they continuously state that they are learning from past mistakes and using that education to help the brand move forward and become a better company. Other celebrities have faced this type of negative publicity and still managed to recover their own brands. Paula Deen and Duck Dynasty's Phil Robertson both were caught saying racist things. Kanye West, who is still recovering, shared some political and racist beliefs that offended his core fan base. Tiger Woods drove drunk, crashed, and fought with his wife. Martha Stewart actually went to jail for tax evasion. Yet, all of these people, still brand ambassadors, they do recover. And in our new hashtag MeToo and political correctness movement sweeping not only our nation but the world, there has been a big learning lesson that people need to be aware of. What is that? Those that shy away from any admitted blame are more heavily attacked versus those who have admitted fault and the self-awareness needed to strive to walk down a corrected path. This applies to both individuals and businesses. Wells Fargo is in a heap of distrust by consumers based on their lack of sincerity in accepting blame. Today, being sincere counts for a lot and can help with most transgressions. This is a time to take those marketing dollars and strongly push out branding, to not hide and think that as time passes, this will all blow over. Because it will blow over. Everything does, but that tactic by waiting in the shadows will cause a tremendous loss of business in the process and hurt a lot of people who depend on that money that comes from the business, the employees. In reality, there are large amounts of individuals who believed in everything the founder has said. It's true. And there are other large groups who aren't tuned in or aligned to football and don't feel the impact of the decisive division caused by his initial shared words at the company shareholders meeting when he blamed the NFL for the brand's loss of business, which started their whole slide to hell these last many months. And there are many who may not be so highly enraged by his usage of a highly inappropriate word, known for its power, packed punch of racism, especially amongst older demographics who grew up with its unfortunate usage as part of their life. And so the brand still has a strong base of fans, despite these last many months. And if Papa John's can find a way to proactively separate from and share the brand's, not the founder's, positive, liberating, and community-building belief system, it has more than a fighting chance of survival. Our world is not one of joined hands and fa-la-la-la-la moments of complete unity right now. No. 
At this time in history, we are facing some of the biggest extremes of political beliefs, hatred, racism, and bigotry. Mexicans, Muslims, Jews, Blacks, we are a world divided in many ways. In our country, the whole world is in turmoil because the dichotomy of extreme beliefs is out there. Our world has changed with social media, which allows a thought to be shared to a giant platform and built upon and reinforced by others, all hidden behind the wall of the internet. This is a starting over moment for the brand. They have a good product. They are not going to be the face of football any longer. And the face of their founder is no longer going to be the face of their own brand, adorned on every box. Now is the time for them to determine who the brand actually is and what it will become, because the brand has outgrown the founder. The company needs to use every spare nickel and dime sharing that messaging to the public by leveraging other platforms that are trusted, from talk shows where they can get in front of the conversation with a spokesperson in place ready to answer the, okay, I admit it, previously agreed upon, questions and reinforced messaging, to scripted TV shows where messaging can safely be built in to revisiting film partnerships, done well in years past with pizza promotions and co-branded delivery boxes, to speaking engagements, rotating different individuals from the company in news interviews and podcasts where the situation can be addressed and then eventually moved past, to other sports sponsorships, perhaps starting smaller in the community youth level, and rebranding while rebuilding. Cheers to Papa John's Media Agency Initiative CEO Amy Armstrong, who decided to stay the course as Papa John's media agency of record because the brand is not about a founder. It is about the hundreds and thousands of employees who give their 40 hours plus every week at a job. It's about the time they sacrifice away from their own families to help build a brand and a company. It's about their getting paychecks that allow their family to thrive and the money that is then able to be put back into a community to grow. And it's about the product that they have all built and brought to life. Long live Papa John's for these reasons. And here's to hoping they figure it out as they have a mountain to climb ahead of them. Really, most brands aren't going to be facing this turmoil from an action their own CEO or founder takes. But the takeaway I want you to leave with today is that all brands, when investing in celebrity talent endorsement partnerships, it's essential to put in place and optimize a detailed safety plan prior to the activation to help you have the forethought to safeguard against potential blunders that could actually occur. Celebrities can find themselves in hot water through bad decisions. Their mistakes, and like the rest of us, get broadcast around the world for all to see. Drunk driving, trouble with the law, relationship issues, or negative comments picked up by paparazzi can all derail a campaign if a plan is not in place to respond quickly to the matter. Bad news in the entertainment industry spreads faster than a wildfire. In today's non-stop posting, always tweeting, oversharing world, you must have a crisis plan in place to manage true PR horror stories that will allow your brand to respond in an effective and timely manner. Make sure you listen to my podcast, Creating Celebrity Endorsement Safeguards, where I share tips on how to create your own celebrity partnership safety net in order to create successful celebrity endorsement partnerships. And stop by hollywoodbranded.com for more tips. Check out our library, which has infographics, white papers, ebooks, and videos, or our blog, blog.hollywoodbranded.com which has hundreds of helpful hints on how to make brand influencer and entertainment content partnerships a success from the get-go. That's it for this episode. I hope it was helpful, and please let me know if you have any feedback. I'll see you next week. And as always, if you need a little or a lot of help, my agency, Hollywood Branded, is here to lend a hand. If you would leave a review or any questions I can address in the future, I'd really appreciate it as your feedback helps me know my advice is valuable and interesting to you. 
Are you ready to make the magic of product placement, celebrity event activations, or influencer partnerships help your sales? Visit HollywoodBranded.com to gain access to free content to learn which key tactics best fit your brand. You'll find surveys, webinars, daily blogs, ebooks, and guides, all created to make sure you have access to the best possible marketing practices. Let's make that entertainment marketing magic happen for you.